How's everybody doing today? Come on in the room. Come on in the room and relax. Welcome Black to yours and our Black Family Media Group Podcast. So we appreciate you bringing your listening ears once again. Family where we read news stories, news articles that we find online and share it with the community. And we appreciate you joining us this time and every time. And we found a very brief news article once again. And we're going to get right to it. Um, this is going to be an uh, update to a story that we've started following and we will continue to, to follow. So we're going to get right to it. This article was published by SF Gate, online article published by SF Gate, written by Kate Brumsback, Brumback, Kate Brumback, Associated Press. And the article was published Wednesday, August 12th, 2020. Entitled, Judge Declines to Evoke Ex-Officer's Bond Over Florida Trip. Judge Declines to Evoke Ex-Officer's Bond Over Florida Trip. Then it has a picture, looks like a mugshot with the caption stating, In this booking photo made available Thursday, June 18, 2020, by the Fulton County Georgia Sheriff's Office shows Atlanta police officer Garrett Ward Rolf Rolf who fatally shot Rashard Brooks in the back after the fleeing man pointed a stun gun in his direction was charged with felony murder and 10 other charges. Rolf was fired after the shooting Fulton County Sheriff's Office via AP. It actually says yes. So with that, we'll get right to the article. Atlanta AP. A judge on Wednesday declined a prosecutor's request to revoke the bond for the officer who killed Rashard Brooks. But she clarified that the conditions of his bond do not allow him to vacation out of state. Garrett Rolfe, 27, faces 11 charges, including felony murder in Brooks' killing on June 12th. Rolfe was granted bond June 30th. One of the conditions of his bond is that he have a curfew from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. with exemptions for work, attorneys' meetings, or medical visits. Prosecutors argued that meant he was to spend each night at home in Georgia and said his bond should be revoked because they had learned from his lawyers a day after he left that he was on vacation in Florida. His lawyers countered that the law makes a distinction between home confinement or house arrest and cur- and a curfew and argued the state never requested that he be prohibited from traveling out of state. Fulton County Superior Court Judge Jane Barwick wrote in an order Wednesday that the bond order initially didn't specify the address where he would have to stay for his safety and because she anticipated he might have to move while on bond. She never intended him to 
freely travel, observing his curfew whenever, wherever he happened to be at night, she wrote, but added that bond cannot be revoked without due process. She clarified and amended the bond order to stick to say that Rolf, quote, shall live and reside at one residence within the state of Georgia, unquote, quote, while the court is not revoking defendant's bond at this time, the court is more than surprised at defendant's approach to complying with his conditions of release, unquote. She wrote, defendant faces charges related to the killing of another human being. And whether he believes these charges are warranted, he was given the privilege of limited freedom while these charges pinned. Should he and his attorneys have any question as to the meaning of the conditions of his bond, they should seek clarification from the court before acting rather than hoping for continued release after acting, unquote. Police body cameras showed Rolf and another officer having a calm and respectful conversation with Brooks for more than 40 minutes after complaints that the 27 year old black man had fallen asleep in his car in a Wendy's drive through lane on June 12th. But when officers told him he had too much to drink to be driving and tried to handcuff him, Brooks resisted. A struggle was caught on dash camera video. Brooks grabbed one of the, their tasers and fled, firing the taser at Rolf as he ran away. An autopsy found Brooks was shot twice in the back. That's the article in its entirety, family. We're going to continue to update this article right here. And reading this article again or going through this story again, what does that look like as we try to visualize that? You're a trained peace officer. You've been trained. You're paid in de-escalation tactics. You've talked to this guy 40 minutes before the event occurred. Uh, before the event occurred, I guess you guys had, uh, had talked previously. And the thing is, is this time, family... The, the young brothers allegedly stole or took the officer's taser. So in other words, if we take the officer's taser and he's in the middle of running away, meaning the officers know what weapon he has. He has the officer's taser. He has a weapon and he's running away, which means he's not in any direct threat to anyone. I mean, if, and what needs to happen at that point, if something needs to happen, is for that person to be detained because nobody's life is in jeopardy with that brother who officers are claiming is belligerent or sleepy or he's incoherent not able to he's not even able to drive and he has taken a supposedly allegedly a police taser i'm still looking for the reason why he got shot a couple of times in the back and killed i'm still trying to wonder how the officer the peace officer felt threatened in this situation he's trained in de-escalation tactics you know, he, he supposedly has mental capacity to be serving as a peace officer in the United States or in that state of Georgia. You know, his IQ is supposed to be pretty high there. 
So how did Rashard Brooks end up losing his life when he was no threat to society? He had took a if, if someone if someone takes a officer's um, taser, how does that justify them getting killed with a with a gun, bullets, much less shot in the back while fleeing? So this officer, as a during the course of bail, jumped to the state of Florida, and his bail will not be revoked by the judge at this point. And I think this is a yet another one of those cases where it's going to be a matter of. Uh, our community how long are we going to ride for members in our community that have been um, unjustly mistreated in this in this situation killed because this is a situation that's going to ride out for quite some time as this officer has to go to trial even if he gets convicted as we see uh, other cases with off with convicted police officers who's killed black men they're trying to appeal for less time all these cases is just showing how uh, unified we're going to be, how much we're going to, to our community is going to ride for our own, and um, how much persistence and how much energy we're going to have to, how much focus we're going to have towards um, these issues. And um, we have to keep in mind that this could be any one of us. And so, like I said, looking out for our community is just the same as looking out for ourselves. So we need to continue to do that. This officer should have bail revoked, but we need to stand with uh, the community in Atlanta as they try to seek justice for Rashard Brooks and trying to get the judicial system to, to do its job. And so we're going to continue to stand with the Brooks family, you know, uh, during the whole time that this court, this case goes to trial, especially since this officer is not showing uh, proper respect. And the court has allowed him to, um, how many citizens would be able to get away with that? Just think about that. You're on bail for a murder, you murdered a citizen. You went to another state while you await trial. You tell the the um, prosecuting attorneys and the, the court about it after you leave. And yet they still don't, um, you know, take your bail away or, to, you know, they still don't allow you to stay out on bail they don't um, take away your bond so that's why we continue to it's not about one issue or one person it's about everything and all of us uh, as a community and you know um, police reform we look at this situation this is why we say you know what when instead of just focusing on one little situation one just just one situation we're going to focus on the big picture as well and that's police reform, a whole overhaul of police reform at a federal level so that black people can be protected in every state from Atlanta to Oakland, you know, uh, from New York to New Hampshire, all around the United States, wherever a black person is, they can enjoy the same comforts and the same laws and privileges as the rest of the citizenry around them. And they don't have to worry about, they don't have to be in fear or go through PTSD and, a, and acute traumatic stress syndrome every time uh, they see a so-called police officer in the United States because of the way that the historical injustices, that the way that uh, the police, the system has, or the white supremacist system, white supremacist within the system 
the system that's set up for white supremacy has uh, put us at the bottom of that chain in which we're working hard to try to reverse that. We demand changes. We demand changes and we're never going to stop demanding that going forward. So with that, we want to continue to look out for Rashad Brooks. We're going to continue to point out this story and many other stories. We want the DA officers, judges, uh, and everybody involved to uh, take notice and, and, and notice that the people are um, recognizing this injustice. And, and you know, we're going to ride this case out through the end. And this officer needs to be charged with murder, needs to be convicted of murder. Um, and we need a whole overhaul federal we need a whole overhaul to police reform at a federal level including pun this is a severe this, including punishment there is no police reform without punishment specific rules specific sets of laws and uh, punishments to be enacted for corrupt police and DA offices um, that protect them 25 years uh, 25 to life with the death penalty on the table with the death penalty with the death penalty on the table um, for officers who kill unarmed, innocent uh, black citizens. So we want to continue to push for that. We want to continue to highlight all these many stories and we want to continue to um, stand up for our interests and protect one another in the best way we can possible. So with that, we really appreciate you listening to the story, folks. It hasn't, family, it hasn't been too long, just under 14 minutes. We appreciate you joining us. We'll continue to highlight this story and many more. And we'll catch you on the next Black Family Media Podcast. Appreciate you joining us, family.